Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey everyone, real quick before the podcast starts. So this interview with Peter Rosenberg was actually something I did with him uh, for my media marketing class here at MSU, but uh, we both enjoyed the conversation and so we decided to throw it on the channel even though it's you know it's more so focused towards his him his career and where he sees media going as opposed to as opposed to just a genuine hip hop conversation but you know that'll be that'll be next time he comes on the podcast but you know for now this was this was a dope podcast man like I really loved it you know obviously Peter Rosenberg's my idol and so I was very excited to interview him and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting um there's a lot of interesting dialogue in this in this conversation. We kind of talk about not only his career, but the future of media in general. So without further ado, I'll throw it to the podcast and get it started. Hi, everyone. I'm Teresa Heal, and I want to thank Chris Platty for talking about Young Living Essential Oils. So I'm going to talk about a few of them myself. We have Thieves Essential Oil, and it supports a healthy immune function and may contribute to overall wellness when taken as a supplement, which is our Thieves Vitality line. We have peppermint. It's fresh and energizing. You can diffuse it in the room while you're studying to improve your concentration, which is great. Then we have lemon, which also aids in concentration, especially wonderful aid for children who are struggling with school or have learning challenges. Those are just a few. So if you have any questions, contact TeresaHeal at Comcast.net. T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-E-A-L at Comcast.net. Thanks. Have a great day. And thanks, Chris. for the readers um are, uh you grew up loving hip-hop wrestling and sports but what made you want to pursue broadcasting as the outlet and why specifically broadcasting as opposed to like journalism and other forms of media um well because the broadcasting part was the sort of the first thing that i knew i was really interested in um i i just really enjoyed entertainment i enjoyed radio i enjoyed different kinds of radio i enjoyed hip-hop radio I enjoyed sports talk radio. You know, I love Master Flex. I love Bob Costas. I loved all kinds of people who use that medium to entertain. I think it's like the imagination part of radio, of where the way you can use your voice sets the tone for what the listener sees and feels, I think is really cool. And um, so I love that. But, you know, I also love television and I loved 
um, Johnny Carson and I just loved entertainment in general. So I, I knew I was into broadcasting as an entertainment medium more than a journalistic medium. Awesome. After college, you made your rounds as a DJ, kind of working, connecting with underground artists like Odyssey. Um, Iceberg was really dope, by the way. Um, but how did you how did you use uh, how did you network and create connections uh, in like those first initial opportunities for yourself? Um. Well, you know, I, I was just in DC, sort of grinding and um, you know figuring out ways to both make it and in, in radio. And also how to kind of be a part of hip-hop. So they work together. Um, you had, like, my interest in doing radio, which is, like, working right hand-in-hand hand with, like, my love of hip-hop and DJing. So, like, I want to help out these artists that I like. I want to play their songs on the radio. I want to be the guy who's known for doing that. And I also, like, want to just be on the air broadcasting. So it all happened sort of organically. It just worked together. Those were the things I, I was doing. I mean, my DJing interest and my radio interest are just very tied together. You kind of talked about radio, but I wanted to get into your podcasting. So you got into podcasting very early um, with, with Juan Epps. And so you're in many ways not just one of the pioneers of hip-hop podcasting, but podcasting in general because, I mean, you started the Juan Epps in like 2007. So what at that time stood out to you about podcasting? It was the only option I had. <laughs> That's really it. It's just that, you know, I, I didn't have a radio job anymore. So I always was recording myself. So, like, if I wasn't making – if I wasn't on a radio show, I was recording mixes. Sometimes on those mixes I was talking as if I was doing a radio show. So before Juan Epstein – there are a few episodes of a show called The Attic. And The Attic was me and my radio co-host together doing a, a podcast. But we didn't really know what podcasting was, but that's what we were doing. We were recording a radio show from my house. Um, hello? Hey, hon. Um, so, you know, it, it was... It was really just sort of a the only way that we knew to to do anything because we had lost our job. Um, we had lost our job on radio and needed to do something. So that was it. You know, that was all there was to it. Awesome. Um, and so yeah, so we started doing this podcast. I think my wife might be the only person who remembers the name. Honey, you remember the name of my first podcast? With Daryl, see, she she was in that attic. She was sleeping in that attic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so like we just had a setup in uh, in my house, and Daryl would come over, and we would, you know, he would chain smoke cigarettes, and we would record ourselves talking and and play music, and that was it. And um, it ended up ultimately kind of being the precursor to Juan Epstein, without me even realizing. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of talked about how it how it evolved. Um... And so, you know, podcasting in general has certainly just evolved from the start of Juan Epps to, you know, obviously not not just in popularity, but in styles. You know, it's not just it's not just uh, audio anymore. It's video and all sorts of all sorts of things. So um, 
what do you think in, in, in your eyes, because you're still heavily involved in podcasts now, so what do you think is the future of podcasting and how big do you think it gets? So that, that's a good question. I, I, I do not know. Um, I think it gets pretty big. Um, it's still got a ways to go, you know, from right now. Um, from a financial standpoint, podcasting still doesn't make that much money. Um, so it's got a ways to go still. Um, it's still the wild, wild west. It's still, it's really popular, but the companies that run the podcast, like, you know, it's just sort of disorganized still. And I feel that we are yet to understand, like, how it will eventually look and be successful. There is some sort of format that resembles maybe something closer to radio in terms of how it's utilized. Because right now it's just kind of complicated. Like if you were to explain, even when you if you explain, if you actually go through the process and be like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? And someone says no. And then you try to explain to them how to find it. It's like actually not that quite that easy. Right. Um, so I think there's still some steps to take in that regard. Um, so I don't know. I think it ends up being big. Um, I, I'm on the fence on whether I see it ever like overtaking um, commercial radio. I don't know. Um, I think they'll – honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the story ends. I really just don't know. I just know it's not going to look how it looks now. That I know. Right. Right. Um, so with with what you said, I found what you said interesting about like comparing it to commercial radio and stuff. Um, what do you think is right now, um, and I'll allow you to elaborate because you kind of said you weren't sure, but um, what do you think about it right now is holding podcasting back? Is it just that companies don't really know what to do with them yet, or is it the creators don't know what to do with them? What is it about podcasting that's kind of holding it back at the moment? I think it's part of what I just said in terms of like people not quite knowing how to get to stuff. I think it's also, um, yeah, advertising, not figuring out what works really well. I think it's the fact that it's still a field that's like a weird mix of like professionals and not professionals. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, like, like you have people, you have advertisers, you have advertisers out here being like, oh, we want to advertise our product. And then you have these podcast companies being like, great. We have a podcast. We have tons of reach, blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, great. Sometimes they get someone who's a total professional. It feels like they did radio advertising. Sometimes it's people who really don't know how to do that part of it. And it kind of sounds kind of crappy. And they're like, oh, is this really what I want? Um, so I, there's a variety of things, I think, that hold it in that sort of in-between, that purgatory sort of. Interesting. So I want to kind of get back to your career for a moment. So – you said, um, you know, you experienced a lot of success at Hot Night 7, MTV, other platforms. Then you started to get involved in other avenues like ESPN's 98.7, Michael K show, uh, documentaries you did. Uh, of course, you're doing all the WWE stuff with Monday Night Raw and pay-per-views like WrestleMania. Uh, to, and, of course, like I said, the multiple podcasts as well. You got your own. You got the one with Mike Tyson, which is cool. And, and the new show now with uh, with Complex. So. What right. kind of made you decide to venture out and try all these things? Again, necessity. You know, I mean, well, the complex thing is different because that's me chasing 
that's me chasing dreams I still have of doing late night television. But the other things I do, well, I can't say that. Some are just because they're dreams. You know, like being working at WWE was a dream. I just wanted to do it. I'm passionate about it. I worked my ass off. I got to do it. Um, uh, other things, though, the podcast, I mean, even though working with Tyson is a dream, some of the podcast work I do is just because, like, I want to make sure I'm keeping my name out there for people who follow the things that I'm into. You know, if I was right. if I was – if radio was what it once was and I was making millions and millions of dollars doing radio, I don't know if I'd still be doing all those things I, to, be, to be totally honest with you, you know, in some ways I've never lost that same grind that I had at the beginning when I did the attic is still who I am. Like I have a lot of stuff going and that's great, but you never know if one of them is going to end. And then all of a sudden it goes from, damn, you have 80 jobs to damn, what happened to all your jobs? <laughs> so yeah. I got to be mindful of that. And to do that, as to be mindful, I have to you know keep a lot of uh, things going just to be safe. Until I get enough money, people will know when I'm really paid. When I'm really paid, you'll see some of the work slow down. <laughs> awesome. When I'm like, well, if I when I get to the point where I'm like, well, even if I lose my job, I got so much money it doesn't matter. I think that's when you're in a different situation. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're like, wow, I haven't heard from Rosenberg in a couple months. I wonder what's going yeah. on. Yeah, that's when we yeah, don't exactly. worry like, about oh, no, you, right? I'm good. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you, you talked about doing all these things. So how do you, you know, I'm struggling right now. I have an NBA and a hip hop podcast. It's two separate podcasts I do on one feed. And so I have even trouble, you know, just staying totally connected on everything in those two realms. How do you stay connected on all these realms that you're doing? Because I mean, you're talking about everything from music to sports to politics to life. I mean, how does it how do you stay on top of all everything in this crazy world? I mean, of listen, information? You, you do the best you can and you, you know, listen, my, okay. There was a time when my, when one of my really big calling cards was how much I knew about hip hop. Like that was kind of why people, that was like why I was getting opportunities. It's like, Oh, Rosenberg, he really knows his shit. Yeah. I still think I know my shit, but that's no longer why I'm there. I believe I'm now there because I'm entertaining and good at delivering it. So that doesn't mean that I don't care about knowing stuff. I do. But it also means that you get to a certain point where, like, you get to this point where, like, the underground people, the people who were me 15 years ago, they now know more than you do. It's impossible. I will. There's no way I could keep up with new hip-hop the way a 20-year-old does. It's just impossible. I, I work too much. I, there's too much shit going on. Um, so you have to be okay with that and get comfortable listening to other people who know and just being really good at delivering information. Like That's what it eventually is about. It's no longer like, oh, my God, 38-year-old Peter Rosenberg, he knows every brand-new SoundCloud rapper. What? No, I don't, and I don't want to. <laughs> right. Uh, I just want to, I just want to be able to know where it's going, what it's doing and, and still have, you know, insight and a good sensibility about what's what, but you gotta, you gotta get eventually, eventually the, the knowledge you there, I don't think in any field, I don't think there's anyone who gets to the highest level who knows it in the exact same way at 50 that they did when they were 15. That's that's just if, – if you made it, you started having to work so much that 
knowing it um, became different. The way you interact with it becomes different. Um, so you just got to get, you want to stay hungry and you want to keep learning, but you also have to just be really good at disseminating it. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing advice. Um, you kind of, you kind of actually talked about my next question here. Um, so, you know, you talked about, you talked about changing from being known as the hip hop guy, which is, you know, what I grew up knowing you as, as a kid listening to hot nine seven to now becoming more than that it's more it's more you are a you are a brand you're a you're a commodity to the media world so how do you when when you're getting pitched ideas for involvements in things like podcasts tv radio etc like how do you decide what to get involved in is it just interest yeah it's just it's just about things that i'm super passionate about um it's what pays well what's worth your time you know, what are you, what are you really passionate about is number one. And then number two is how much they pay you. And that, that's only in the last several years, you know, that was not, and I still do things. I mean, like my complex show is not about money. You know, there's still a company that's getting there. So, you know, some things you do, it's, it's, it's opportunity, time spent and money. So for example, complex the opportunity outweighs anything to me because we have the opportunity to turn it into something amazing and even if it doesn't turn into what i dream of it being i believe that i'm putting together um, a resume of people being like whoa he's really good at that too so to me that's worthwhile um wwe it's about it's not that big a time commitment i really love doing it i'm super passionate about it um, all of them pay money that I'm fine with, but that's not why I'm doing it. That's just not, that was not, I would have done it no matter what. Um, you know, and then the other things that come along, you, you have to make that decision every time. How long is it going to take me? How much can it benefit me? Um, how, or, or benefit like, or how much can I do really cool things with it? Um, that benefit someone. Um, and then how much is it going to pay? That that's at least how I operate. Who knows if I'm right? I don't think I'm the world's best businessman or anything, but that's how I look at things. Hey man, it's hard, it's hard to argue when you look at you know where you started, and where you're at now. Um, what do you see as the next trend in media? I I don't know. If I knew, I'd probably be like investing in it right now. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I would say. I don't know. I could see sort of some older traditional things having a bump at some point just because things go in cycles, you know, and I could see people being less about, you know, 100 characters and, and more about long form things or, you know, more traditional format stuff. OK, OK. Um, you think like so so more so uh, longer like conversation pieces and radio stuff kind of is that is that as well something you see? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, potentially it could be that. It could be. I don't. I don't know. I just see like things go in cycles, and I feel like it can't just keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Right. Right. Um, okay. So one last question, then I'm gonna get you out of here. So um, going back to what we talked about earlier about how you've grown so far past just being the hip hop guy. Um, and now again, you're doing all these, all these things, um, across all mediums of, of entertainment, of broadcast, 
so what is the end goal really for you? Um, do you have like one specific job or is it, or is it, um, or is it several jobs or like, what is the end goal for Peter Rosenberg? Um, it's to have a, a prominent voice, um, in hip hop. I'd like to always keep a voice in hip hop in some way. Um, but also to be, you know, to do a show where I'm like entertaining more, you know, like it really is something close to open late. Like this show that I'm doing now is a close, it's close to what I would like it to really look like for me one day. Um, and then I'd always like to have my hand in the other stuff I'm interested in, like, like wrestling, um, and sports. Like, you know, I want to keep my hand and stuff. I just want it to be a little bit less work. Like I'd like to have one, I would love if I had like, I would love if I was known for doing one weekly or, or nightly even TV show. Like, that's what he does. He's known for this show. That's what he does. He does it every day. It's on at 11 o'clock every day. Boom. That's what he does. Oh, yeah, he pops up once a month on WWE. Oh, yeah, he randomly does hits on ESPN here or there. But I would love if it was really just one job. So, like, I have some times when all I do for a month is one job. And then and then you see me pop up other places. That That's what I would like. I would love to just get to be... To have a show where I can talk about all the things I'm interested in some way or another. Like if Open Late, if this show became big, I'd have rap people on it. I'd have wrestlers on it occasionally. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I can mix it up and do whatever I want. And it's, it's kind of like me just being entertaining and hopefully finding an audience that finds it entertaining too. All right, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's, um, that's the end of the question. My man. All right, Chris. Pleasure, bro. Good luck. All right, man. I, I hope to get you back on soon. All right, cheers, man. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.